Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will never fail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 103 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Gotta go fast. This is Chris. Is that is that his catchphrase? Is that what he says? Uh, that's actually not my character's catchphrase, but it's uh, his oh, rival's right, right, catchphrase. Oh, right, right, His rival's catchphrase, correct. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you all about it we'll, when we'll, we get there. We'll get there. How are you, Mr. Christopher? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I feel like uh, it doesn't feel like wintertime. It's, well, it's today was a very mild winter day, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, the Groundhog, I guess he's right. We should do an episode involving, like, the Groundhog, Punxsutawney Phil, going against, like, the lead meteorologist from the Weather Channel. <laughs> just, have there, him, just have him go There are it. other animals who predict things. Like, isn't there some, like, seal or something that predicts the Super Bowl or, like, a turtle? Or oh, yeah. Like octopus? an octopus. octopus yeah, thing? I was going to say an octopus sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> They do that during the election time too. <laughs> there's I think, probably a ton of animals that predict things. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really curious what the animal uh, accuracy is in terms of predicting outcomes of different things that we can't predict ourselves. I, I'm curious to know as well. I'm guessing fifty fifty. I'm sure there's some cl- clairvoyant people out there too, and they're like, "Hey, I told you this was going to happen. Why are you listening to the squirrel? I told you that this was going to happen." You were actually just telling me some interesting groundhog facts. Yeah, there's a. Uh, a bunch of states that have like warrants out for Punxsutawney Phil's arrest. Do others do? Does everyone in the country know about Punxsutawney Phil, or is that like a northeast thing? That's a really good question. So I, my guess is that everybody knows about Groundhog's Day. Okay. Because I don't know if your phone does it, but the iPhones at least, like I get an alert every Groundhog Groundhog's Day saying it's Groundhog's All Day. Right. So and I don't think a, that's just a regional. There's thing. a pretty famous Bill Murray movie as well. Right. Exactly. So I would argue that most people know about Groundhog's Day. Okay. But. They might not know about Punxsutawney Phil. Well, okay. If you don't know about Punxsutawney Phil, there's a town in Pennsylvania named Punxsutawney. Yeah. They have a groundhog named Phil, allegedly. Yep. Who, um, <laughs> and is it the same Phil? They've been doing this for no, like... It's, it's totally not. Like, so they, they probably had to replace that groundhog so much. Right. Um, and, well, you were telling me about someone who killed a... Well, we'll the get st- to that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Punxsutawney Phil, every Groundhog's Day... They, they make this big media show. It's basically the beginning of the movie Groundhog's Day with Bill Murray where he comes out of his hole. Does he see his shadow or not? Right. There's he The mayor like holds him up and he whispers in his ear and tells him if it's going to be like an early spring. Well, there's like, a, this, like a, there's like a secret cult. I forget what it's called, like the Order of the Groundhog. And they meet before Groundhog's Day and they basically determine what the Groundhog's going to oh, see. Oh, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. And then, and then, yeah. And then, and then they like, they, they decide ahead of time and then whatever, when they pull him out, they say what they've already established prior to Groundhog's Day. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> but then, but then, like, going off of what you were saying, there's a uh, Staten Island Groundhog, which I don't know if that's super, like, do they, like, supersede each other or, like, which yeah. one is, like, seen as the most reliable? Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. <laughs> but, but a couple years ago, uh, Mayor, uh, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio, he dropped him and then he died. But they didn't tell people about it until, like, six months after he died and there's like people were just like making fun of like there was a cover-up he was murdered he wasn't saying the right weather so they they, mm-hmm. they knocked him out whatever but uh yeah it's a really weird like i was thinking about this i was like if if aliens were looking down on us and watching us like look at this ground like they might think that this groundhog is like our like annual like weather god that's that this true. is it what we look, look towards it would, yeah you're right Maybe you know? what we when we see like the Mayans doing crazy stuff, it was just like a joke day, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like our local shore town, Ocean City, has a, a day for a, a parade for a mollusk named Martin Mollusk. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure a lot of towns have like silly little things like that. And they also have the parade for the the, the Basset Hounds, the Doodah Parade. Yes, right. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So so the Mayans, you look back and you're like, oh my god, what were they doing with the whatever they have yeah. carved, or the, the the ancient Egyptians with their uh, the Sphinx and, and whatnot, I'm sure 
2,000 years from now, people are going to look back and be like, what, what the heck were they doing? Maybe the Egyptians didn't even like cats. There was just this one guy who painted a lot of stuff that liked cats. <laughs> it was like his signature. <laughs> oh, that was Martin. Yeah. That was Martin doing, call him doing Ma- his cats. They call him Catman. Catman. Catman Martin drew that. And then there was a cat woman, and then that's where you get the origin story for the, the superhero. I don't think that's accurate. Well, the Halle Berry one sure wasn't <laughs> accurate either. Uh, so yeah, so I'm glad we, we've been having some good, uh, warm weather. Chris, since we last were recording, uh, we had a poll that went out and it was in honor of, uh, we had a fan of the show, Paul Dewey and his wife, Emily Dewey, uh, their, their child. I'm not, I, I've been looking on Twitter. I haven't seen an announcement yet. So as of now, I don't think the baby has been born, but okay. they did say the baby's supposed to be born sometime in February. Uh, so in honor of their, their baby being born and Emily winning the guest the tomato meter contest, she recommended, uh, baby Yoda versus baby Groot. In a 1v1 battle, and it was a split tie, 50-50. Oh. Yep. So there's no clear winner there, so. Wish I voted. (laughs) Of course you voted, Well, I just signed into Twitter on my new phone for the first time Uh, since I got my new phone. (laughs) Which was like, what, like October? Uh, Yeah. When the Google 4 came out? Yeah. Yeah. It was like November or something. Yes. So I can find the Twitter polls again. There we go. Good. (laughs) Now, we did get a tweet from Paul, and he said, thanks again. Uh for the episode they love the episode and by the way it's going to be a boy uh his name is going to be jeremy now he says i try to get shark boy gromit or even <laughs> sly cooper but they had to settle on jeremy so that is what's going to be uh baby dewey coming uh soon this month so congratulations to uh to paul and emily for their soon to be jeremy dewey joining the their family there uh chris it's uh time for some fictional review time all fictional right. background time. I know, I know what you meant. You know what I meant. Now, should we do the fictional background first, or should we go to one of our previous ones that we heard back from? Oh, let's do the one we heard back from. We should name it. We should have a name for that segment. Uh, fictional review in review. There you go. Fictional background in review. Fictional background in review. <laughs> so, uh, I believe it was our last episode, maybe even the episode before that. Uh, we received a nice review from listener of the show, uh, username. Lupus thirteen fifty seven. Now, vaguely, do you remember what the background was? Well, lupus was lupus. In addition to being an autoimmune disease, is also a Latin word for wolf. So I I threw out both of those possibilities, <laughs> hoping one of them would stick. And then thirteen fifty seven <clears throat> is the year of the Second Scottish War of Independence. So I also referenced that a couple times. And so it might be a Scottish wolf lover. <laughs> yeah. So we heard back, and uh, lupus thirteen fifty seven said, "Thanks for the fictional background. You were right about me liking wolves." Wow. wow. I'm amazed we got something I, right I know, in the fictional exactly. background. But I'm actually from New Zealand. All right. I don't think I could have got that from still, the... Still part of the British Empire, right? So you're saying I was close. I would, I would say the sun never sets in the British <laughs> Empire. So, you know, Scotland, New Zealand. Are they far apart? Uh, Scotland, You know, New geographically, Zealand? yeah. Scotland, New Zealand? Yeah. Pretty far, right? Uh, yeah. I'd say pretty far. Okay. Yeah. Pretty far. Like, if you were to do that game, like, guess the GeoGuessr, you ever play that game? Yeah. You would probably get maybe half a point if okay. you were supposed to be in New Zealand and you guess Scotland. Maybe half a point if they were being done. Oh, okay. So, Lupus1357, thank you so much. We are glad that you reached back and let us know. If we leave you a fictional re- background, let us know. We're, we're always curious if you are a robot that ha- was hacked in by the Equifax scandal <laughs> or... That was one of our fictional that backgrounds. That was one of our va- fictional backgrounds. Maybe that, it was someone's thinking, name was with like a whole bunch of, of numbers. Oh, yeah. Then there was a Darth Vader lover, which we said was Padme, yeah. I believe. I think so. Yeah. Or Natalie Portman. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So so anyway, so thank you so much. So, Chris, now let's get into our fictional background for one of our newest reviews on the iTunes. All right. Are you going to read the review? Do you want me to? Uh, yes. Okay. So this comes from username venom verse carnage and the title of the review is seriously and the review is i quote you totally took baby yoda versus baby groot from my post on who would win the one with james and ray this is s and at sign dollar sign so sandat money one star was that our, our first one star? That review? was our first one star review. I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to. Hurts. It, our our uh, hurt my feelings. Our average. It, it, it hurt my feelings because <laughs> our average went from five to four point five <laughs> on iTunes. I was really. Uh, I was really upset about that. Yeah. But I, hey, freedom of speech. He can. I, he can voice out what he. What he or she is feeling. Yeah. Sure. We, we would prefer an honest review. Correct. And, um, and we'll keep 
keep to our word and give him a fictional background. Absolutely. So um, judging by his review, I think this is a person who cares deeply about fictional fight podcasts. Absolutely. Like, it is very important. He, he is subscribed to... All of them, all the Reddit. He must be. He does subreddit he pages. Ours. All the the, the user other pages. one that we apparently stole his idea from. Correct. Which I'll get to that later. <laughs> um, so anyway, we were thinking like, who is a person that could be so obsessed with fictional fights that right. they would just give one star reviews on like nice small podcasts that just have fun? Right. So I thought about it, and uh, I don't know our average viewership age, but I, I think. People may have heard of this show. So in the 90s, I want to say, maybe 2000s, but probably 90s, MTV had a show called Celebrity Deathmatch. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. It was really funny. They had claymation fights between celebrities, fictional fights. Between and, and familiar faces? Between familiar faces. And yeah. I, I was thinking, maybe it's like a disgruntled employee or writer from that show there, that just, just couldn't let it go. And it was like, I, I must. Right. Absorb. It's over. I need to, I need to get I, my fix of it. Yep. Yeah. So we looked up who the uh, creator was, and uh, the director and writer was Eric Fogel. Eric Fogel. So I think that might be him. That's, I think what I'm, that's I, my guess for this review. I think it's Eric Fogel. I yep. think you're absolutely spot on. He has not been able to enjoy fictional fights between familiar faces because his show uh, unfortunately came to an end, re- re- whether it was hit by his choice or by the the, the studio's choice. Also, really, I can't find that show on like DVD or anything. I wish I could find co- old copies of that show. It's got to be somewhere. Yeah, it's got to be somewhere. I mean, his username is is an example of a of a matchup. You got Carnet Venom yeah, that, versus Carnage. That's the matchup we're going to do today. Exactly in honor of this guy. I'm just kidding. No, not. At all. I was just joking. No, I was going to pretend we stole his idea because <laughs> he apparently thinks we stole his idea. Yeah, let's let's just address that real quick in the room here. Uh, we we we. We never claim to be the only Who Would Win podcast. We don't claim to be the best. We don't claim that we are coming up with the original fights whatsoever. And like we mentioned in our previous episode, that was a complete 100% fan suggestion, which, like we also mentioned, if you went on YouTube and typed in Baby Yoda versus can you, can Baby you Groot. Type, go into Google right now and just type Baby and tell me what the autocompletes are? Sure. Let me go. Oops. Not YouTube. Uh, and just filter it in case there's any like weird stuff. <laughs> Other things that might come up from before. All right, let's see. All right, so just baby. Yeah, see what happens. All right, so number one autocomplete: Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda meme, Baby Yoda plush. Okay, now can you complete the Baby Yoda and type Baby, Yoda and then tell me if what the autocompletes are? So uh, it's very similar. It's very similar. Let's so try to type in verse. Verse, yeah. Baby Groot. Baby Yoda versus Baby Groot. Number one autocomplete. Number one once auto. You type in Baby Yoda. Correct. Exactly. I have a feeling we are not. Not only are we not the only podcast to do this. No. We are. We we're not probably the first. not even the only ten podcasts. To do exactly. This. There's probably ton, there's tons of YouTube channels. I'm sure there's discussion boards online where people have discussed this also. And I'm gonna also wager that this person is not the first person to suggest that <laughs> for any means of discussion for anything else as well. So. That's that's our defense. That's our defense. We we apologize. Uh, we are sorry that the podcast did not take your suggestion. So that was the other thing. We we weren't exactly sure what he meant because we it didn't look like the podcast he said did that episode right. No, I went to the pod. There's another Who Would Win podcast uh, hosted by a guy named uh, Ray and James. I went to their 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 podcast feed. Looks like a great podcast. Same similar to ours. Um, there seemed to be a little more mainstream characters where i feel like sometimes ours get like goofy and mm-hmm. situational uh but i look back for the pat since the mandalorian came out and i never saw a baby yoda versus baby Groot. so you know we we apologize that you feel that we stole your suggestion i don't know where you would have posted your suggestion that That's what I, I was would've... thinking like I so don't... he thought we were just combing through like other podcast comments to steal ideas i don't know i don't know i'm it not seems sure like a stretch but I mean, hey, his show got canceled, so he's got a lot of time on his hands. Right, if his Eric, Eric Fogel. If, if it is Eric Fogel. So we appreciate you, though, voicing your opinion and leaving a yeah. review. Uh, if anybody else would like to leave us a review, <laughs> maybe help us get back up to above 4.5, that would be awesome. We would greatly appreciate that. Or, I mean, be honest. If you think there's some things that we can do better, let us know. Be, be honest with like that. We've like, constructive criticism reviews yeah. before. Yeah. Some people have said the sound quality has has definitely improved from what it was before. Yeah. We've had some bad ones in the past. Yeah. And like we say, like you mentioned, too, we're just doing this for fun. We're not making any – we don't make a dollar. We don't make a dime, a penny off of this. It's literally just for fun. So – um, but yeah, if you, if you'd like to, you can leave us a, a review on iTunes where we will leave you a fictional background on our next episode. Chris, you ready to get started?
Got to go fast. I'm ready. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so please remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Today's episode will detail the fictional fight between uh, one Dr. Eggman yes. and one Dr. Doofenshmirtz. That is correct. Did I say your character's name right? You did. Okay. Just his last name. Oh, well, right. I didn't try to say his first name. Heinz. 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 Do you know... Um, I like the ketchup. So Dr. Eggman has an interesting name history, but do you know his first name or any other names associated with him? Uh, Robotnik? That's correct. Before... I just want to do this before I forget. This episode is sponsored by listener of the show, Joshua Hobbs. Oh, thanks you for saying yes, that. Yes, I wanted to make sure I remembered that because he suggested this episode maybe about a year ago. It's been a while. And he suggested this because it was right when the Sonic trailer debuted. <laughs> and that was when Sonic was coming out. I think it was supposed to come out like November of last year. Yeah, yeah, sounds right. And since it got pushed back to, to fix the creepy CGI, mm-hmm. uh, it's coming out now, I believe this Friday. So we are incorporating it that way. So Joshua Hobbs, thank you for that suggestion. Yep, it's a great suggestion. So we're, we're bringing it in now. So we're like two really like mere like the parallels between these characters are really interesting yes i agree so so uh doctor yeah so when i was doing the research i saw like because i i I always knew him as dr eggman right you did i did okay do you happen to remember like did you play any sonics games i did i played one of the sonic games on my sega genesis okay so that would have been sonic one two three or sonic and knuckles uh, it did have Knuckles in it, and I could play as Knuckles. So maybe that's what that, that was. I believe would have been Sonic and Knuckles then. That okay. was one of the best. Did he it have a thing where you could open the top and plug another game into it? Do you remember? Know. It was pretty, it was pretty like weird. So, so those, that Sonic game, the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge, you could like open the top and basically plug an, uh, a Sonic 1, 2, or 3 game into it. Ooh. And then you could play as Knuckles in those other games too. Okay. It was really interesting. And I might be slightly off on details because like this is going back to like, a while ago yeah yeah i but, guess mine was in the early late 90s when i had my sega genesis yeah that was my first game system that was my my first other than so my my dad had a nintendo like nes yeah but the first one that we got as kids was a sega, sega genesis, genesis. Yeah. yeah yeah so i just remember him i think i remember his dr eggman okay um so i thought but i could be wrong that he was Dr. Robotnik in those games. I might, I just might be remembering it wrong, so but he, I, I think you might be right. Here's though. the interesting story about his name. So he is currently, I would say currently, like, I think I would say officially known as Dr. Ivo Robotnik. And his nickname is Eggman. So yes. Dr. Ivo Eggman Robotnik. Because of his shape, right? So uh, he was originally Dr. Eggman. So uh, let me just get right into this. Go, go, go for it. So a in, in 1990, uh, Sega is looking for a, a new mascot. Mm-hmm. Their mascot then was a was a character named Alex Kidd. Have you ever heard of that? No, no, me neither. I was only like two years old then, so I don't know who that is. I didn't look it up. Didn't didn't catch so on. So they they have a contest to to get their new mascot. They want they 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 had lofty goals. They want to compete with with Mario, Nintendo. They wanted an iconic character. Right. They want to sell a million copies of whatever game he's in. Sony wasn't Sony yet. Right. The PlayStation wasn't out yet. Mm, correct. Or maybe it was. Yeah. But they didn't. I don't, I don't think, think. I don't it think was. PlayStation really had a character by then. Yeah, if, even like, if it was out. Their early ones were like Crash Bandicoot or Spyro, but... Which today are pretty big, but yeah. originally, it wasn't like a Mario. No, yeah, Nintendo yeah. was like the tops for that. Yeah. And they have they have hold a contest to uh, come up with the new with the new mascot. Uh, one of the suggestions was a character named Dr. Eggman. Okay. The guy who drew it, his name was uh, Naota Oshima. I'm, p- I'm probably saying that wrong, but... Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he creates Dr. Eggman for a contest. He, he goes with an egg shaped body, uh, saying he, he wanted it to be easy for kids to draw. There you go. Round. So, um, I, I don't know if the original was a little like cartoonier. He, he, his character, most incarnations of his character are round egg shaped. He has like a big twirly mustache, sunglasses, but they did say that, um, so anyway, his character doesn't get picked for the mascot. They end up going with Sonic, but they really like Dr. Eggman, so they rework him to be the antagonist in the Sonic games. There you go. So I don't know exactly what was changed from mm-hmm. the original submission, but the 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 most iconic or well-known like version of uh, Robotnik is kind of the tubby uh, egg-shaped man, twirly, twirly black mustache. Like the, the goggles. The sunglass-type goggle yeah. things. They actually have a name, but I've never heard that before. Uh, have you ever heard of – oh, man, it's French. Pin – Oh man, I'm gonna say this so wrong. 
Pinsnay sunglasses. God P- bless you. P-I-N-C-E-N-E-Z. Oh, no. It's the type of sunglasses I would, I he has, know apparently. I say that now. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> That's okay. And he has, he has a red jacket. He has kind of a red, black, and yellow color scheme. Uh, kind of big black clown shoe looking things, white I gloves. I don't know if you came upon this in your... Oh, I said black mustache. It's not a black mustache. It's like a brown mustache, it's brown. Right? I think it might be black in the, in the movie. So I don't know if you came upon this in your research, but I saw that they designed his like facial mustache features off of Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, so the creator claimed that he wasn't using Teddy Roosevelt uh, okay. as his inspiration. I, okay. Uh, he, he, he listed two other things and I forget what they were but it, it a lot of people did compare him to Teddy Roosevelt and say he kind of ended up looking I never even thought of that Teddy and then Roosevelt. when I read something about Teddy Roosevelt I thought oh yeah he kind of does look mm-hmm. a little bit like Teddy Roosevelt mm-hmm. yeah he's definitely been compared to him yeah uh, so then when the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog video game video game came out in 1991 he was the main antagonist and he's pretty much been the main antagonist he's been in ever since almost every single Sonic game okay. except for like one okay and he's Usually the antagonist for at least part of the game. A lot of the games, he's like, ends up working with Sonic against a common enemy. Okay. But sometimes he starts out as a villain and helps them or... It's not going to happen today. Starts out as a villain, helps them, and then comes back to being a villain. Not going to happen today. This is 1v1 bloodbath here. He's not going to team up with Dr. Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> They're going off. Going, right. Going that, that's not going to happen today. No, not going on at all. Do you want to go into uh, his powers and abilities or want me to give a little background on Doofenshmirtz? Um, oh, real quick, I did look up. You know how was, the original creator said he wasn't influenced by Teddy Roosevelt? Yes. He did say, or at least since then, people have said he was based off of Humpty Dumpty and Mario. Interesting. I don't know how the Mario comes in. The only thing I could see is the color scheme, but like uh, the red. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, other really, than that, I don't yeah. really see that. But we also don't know what his original drawing looked like. That's true. It probably um, changed a lot in development. The guy who, <clears throat> who drew, who did the Robotnik also submitted the Sonic drawing. Okay. He named him Dr. Mr. Needlemouse. I'm glad that did not get approved. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was the evil villain, the evil antagonist, Dr. Needlemouse? Mr. Needlemouse. Sorry. Oh, he's not a doctor. Oh, not a doctor either. All right. Mr. Yeah. Needlemouse. Well, Mr. Needlemouse was Sonic's name. Oh, I got That's right. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And then so. that didn't end up working. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so, oh, so there's, there's more drama with Dr. Eggman. Oh my gosh. So in, in the, in the Japanese games, he's Dr. Eggman. That's oh, it. cause when it comes down to the naming, right? So, so Sega of North America took it upon themselves to rename him against without any consent of the <laughs> Japanese Sonic team. So here's it sounds a, here, like something the North Americans would do. Here's a quote from um, Takashi uh, Lizuka, uh, who worked for Sega North America Sega or J- uh, Japanese Sega. I can't tell if he worked for Sega of America or Sega of Japan. But anyway, he's talking about the development of Sonic in North America. And he says, they just kind of went off and did it. It became super popular, and everyone in the West kind of learned about the character as Robotnik. That went on through the classic series in the Genesis Mega Drive era, but as far as the developers are concerned, we really didn't want to have anyone in the universe with two names. To us, he's Eggman, but in the rest of the world, he's called Robotnik. We wanted to unify that into one naming name moving forward. This is something I actually did in the Sonic Adventure series. I made it so that we understand the character's name is Robotnik, but his nickname is Eggman. And as far as everyone is concerned in the world now, we're just going to call him Eggman as his official name. Wow. See, there can be peace in the Middle East, just like the Sony (laughs) Disney deal. They were able – I mean, this is also infighting within their own company. Someone should have just pulled rank and be like, no, listen, this is his name. Yeah, But that's nice they were were able to establish the canon where – his name is Mr. or not Mr. Dr. Robotnik, yes. but his nickname is, is Eggman. Yeah. And, and he also has, was given multiple backstories in different incarnations, which right. I don't know which is the official backstory. So this video game, he became really popular. They kind of accomplished their goal of making an iconic mascot and it spawned, um, comics, TV shows and soon a movie. That's right. Which um, we can talk a little one, bit about. One backstory later. is really interesting. His, 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 he was like a normal scientist who worked with Sonic, who actually helped Sonic develop his super speed, named Dr. Ovi Kintabor, Kintober, which is his Ivo Robotic backwards. Oh. And it's kind of interesting because Ovi is, I think, Latin or another language for egg. So. Well, you think like, uh, mm, well, I was going to say, I think eggs in Spanish is uves, which is mm-hmm. UV. And uh, the oval shape kind of looks oval. like oval. You think like like ovian? A, what's avian yeah. is bird, right? Yeah, yeah, but oh, like oh, like ovaries. That, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Hmm. So it's yeah. kind of interesting, but that I don't know if that's the um, 
That is a backstory of Dr. Robotnik. I don't yeah. know. I don't actually know what his canon, if there is such a thing for Dr. Robotnik. Right, exactly. Is. Well, hopefully uh, Jim Carrey brings something to the role and he really fleshes out his backstory. Yeah, he seems to be maybe uh, a new interpretation of the character. Yeah. Because he's, I mean, for one, he's skinny, right? He's, he's not, super skinny. He's not egg-shaped. No, he's not egg-shaped at all. He does appear to get the iconic um, mustache at the by the end of the film after like some accident involving electricity or an explosion. <laughs> I feel like he's got the goggles or the however you want to pronounce it. Yeah. Right. I feel like the trailer might have gave too much away for that movie. I I mean, hey, a lot's been changed since that trailer came out. So who knows? Who knows what will happen? Well, in uh, in other news, too, uh, Doofenshmirtz is going to be in a movie this year, too. What movie is that? It's a Phineas and Ferb movie. It's coming into theaters this year. Is that animated or live action like Sonic? Uh, It is animated. If it was live action, I feel like that'd be really weird. That'd be so weird. Those kids' faces, like in head shapes, (laughs) would be so weird. It's like even imagine. It's like a live action Hey Arnold if they did that. It would be super weird. Have you ever seen the drawings where people like say what their skulls would look like? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they were real people. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrifying. So on our end, or excuse me, on my end, I am doing uh, Dr. Heinz Doofenshmirtz. Heinz as in the ketchup? Heinz spelled exactly the ketchup. I don't think he's named after the ketchup, but it is spelled the same way. All right. Uh, and he is the main antagonist from the sh- Disney Channel show Phineas and Ferb. Uh, he is basically the classic stereotypical evil doctor. Um, uh, with some with some caveats, I would say. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, like his, his motives are much different than yours. Like your motives, like you're trying to take over the world. Literally. Yes. Completely. He's only trying to take over the tri-state area. Like that's all he <laughs> right, wants. Right. And the tri-state area in Phineas and Ferb is, I, what are the three states? I don't think it's established. Okay. It, they always just refer to it as the tri-state okay. area. Because I believe to, to different people, the tri, a tri-state, the tri-state area means different things. Yes, I agree with yeah, that okay. too. Uh, so, uh, in, in the show, like I said, he's basically this evil, quote unquote evil, villain who is trying to take over the tri-state area in every episode he has uh some sort of device or plan that he hatches or uses to try to execute his taking over the tri-state area and i'm just going to come out because this is probably one of the uh biggest knocks against my character he basically fails every time whenever he's trying to accomplish his goals i mean in fairness your your character is always foiled, foiled by two kids. Well, that's what I was going to say. Mine, well, the, the main thing is actually a platypus. Perry the right. platypus actually, is Perry the real thing mess up most that messes there. him up. But there are instances where Perry platypus does fail and Doofenshmirtz does succeed. But yeah. we can we can cross that bridge Those later. Those are kind of like famous instances, actually. Correct. And my character mm-hmm. is usually foiled by a blue hedgehog. Yeah. So you know, yeah. we have, each have our flaws. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and he in. in in every episode, most episodes, I should say, whenever he is trying to accomplish said goal, he is always able to create some sort of a device or uh, a machine with the suffix innator that he's able to use to uh, accomplish to a point his goal <laughs> until it's usually foiled by yeah. a pair of the platypus. Yeah. He follows a lot of classic evil villain stereotypes. Yeah. I mean, he's he's uh, he's born from uh, a fictional country. Oh, God. What's it called? It's called like Drew. It's like... Um, Drool, oh, I just had it. Drussel, Drusselstein, 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 Drusselstein. Okay. <laughs> so he is Drusselsteinian, I guess you would say. Uh, he does have a daughter, but he has an estranged wife. His daughter's name is Vanessa Doofenshmirtz. Um, and he also, uh, was raised like with like an abusive family. I don't think physically abusive, but just mentally and emotionally abusive. Um, I think it's basically kind of like a German country. It sounds German. Yeah. And then he's also part of a uh, – I don't know if it's like a – it seems more like a, an evil group, kind of like a specter mm-hmm. rather than like an al-Qaeda. Uh, it's called Love Muffin, which is called the League of Villainous Evildoers Maniacally United for Frightening Investments in Naughtiness. So that's Love Muffin right there for you. So uh, like I said, he's 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 – and uh he's the main antagonist and uh when when push comes to shove he's able to use his intelligence to basically come up with whatever innator he needs to to uh accomplish that job so that's that's uh heinz doofenshmirtz henceforth i will just refer to him as dr doofenshmirtz that's great background steve thanks chris uh my my evil genius uh also follows many similar evil villain tropes he his goals are lofty, usually mm-hmm. world takeover. Uh, in some cases, universe takeover. That's pretty, 
That's that's like am, Thanos. Ambitious. That's Thanos le- level, right there. And he doesn't have a Thanos level of power. I don't know how he thought he could like keep the universe in check. See, if we had a if we had more of an origin story to him, I feel like his motives could be fleshed out a little more. Like Thanos, we understand. You know, like his planet was was dying out. There wasn't enough food for everybody, and that's when Thanos was like, you know what? I got to get rid of half the population on this universe. Doctor Robotnik, or Mister Eggman, however you want to refer to him, we really don't know why he wants to take over the galaxy. The whole I universe. Just, Why does he just because just he generic can. lust for power? Yeah, type you know, just needs more power. Uh, so he he is also an evil genius. Um, he doesn't make uh innate or weapons. He makes robots. He's he's into yeah, robots. They're, they're called the um. Uh, I forget. I was looking it up earlier. They might be called ro- Robotnik. Robo- Roboticans. Robotic. That Something sounds familiar. like that. Yeah. Uh. So so he basically. Makes so he does a couple things. He makes an, he turns animals into badniks. robots. Bad Bad, oh, badniks. Thank bad you. Nicks. Thank you. I gotcha. Um, so he turns animals into robots. Uh, there's kind of like some subtle or not so subtle, like environmental versus like, um, what would you call it? Like automation or develop or what's the word? Um, industrial themes mm-hmm. of Sonic. Like, um, I think that was kind of big at the time it was being created. So, um, Sonic like comes from a very like green nature kind of inspired area land and robotnik is very much like we need to build factories and make it yeah get rid of animals yeah make it very industrial like pave all the roads and robots everywhere type of thing so so that that's kind of the the dynamic um he is described as a a genius with a 300 iq i saw that that's 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 yeah it's pretty good that's saying a lot especially because he does do some dumb stuff but you know there's book smart and there's street smart so Maybe he's a book smart guy. Right. Uh, anywho, so, uh, a lot of his evil plans revolve around, uh, obtaining something called the Chaos Emeralds. Uh, in the first Sonic, I think there's six, supposedly, but then by Sonic two or three, there, there's seven Chaos Emeralds. They must have found a seventh wow, one. Wow, he's kind of, wow, he's, he's basically and, like Thanos there. And he's going <laughs> these crystals. If, yeah, yeah, Marvel probably just ripped off Sonic for all that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Even though the comics were from like the seventies, but oh, so you're saying Sonic copied off Marvel? Uh, it's all right. To be honest with you, I don't remember when the Infinity <laughs> stem uh, gems were were initiated. So, so with these Chaos Emeralds, they can give you powers of you can just do crazy stuff with them. Um, and in other um, Sonic games, they there were different types of these emeralds, like in. One in Sonic and Knuckles, I believe they added the Master Emerald, okay. which Knuckles guarded. That's actually how uh, Doctor Eggman turned Sonic against Knuckles, or turned Knuckles against Sonic by tricking Knuckles into saying that Sonic was after the Master Emerald. Ah. Then it turns out there was like some being imprisoned in the Master Emerald. I forget who. Another another character. <laughs> it's not that important. <laughs> then there was some other magical stone in another Sonic game that could do different things. So there's always these magical stones, right? You got the idea. So, would he, so is he chasing after them then, I guess? So j- his plan in general is to um, build up his robot army, build some doomsday device, obtain all the Chaos Emeralds to power and or assist in the building of the doomsday device. Okay. Uh, and then destroy Sonic and take over the world. Okay. So he needs these Emeralds. Yes. Okay. Almost always. Okay. Sometimes he'll take he'll enlist the assistance assistance of another like evil being or neutral being that can be convinced to be evil to help him. Uh, sometimes he gets betrayed by these other beings, and then Sonic and he has to team up with Sonic to, to, to fight take out them. those other yeah. ones. Yeah. So um, I have I have two specific examples to highlight the. I think the the levels robot Dr. Eggman is willing to go to. Okay. All right. So, and then I was hoping we could hear about some of your innators. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here here are two of he's the not, craziest he's not, plots. He's not going to try to murder me, is he? Wait, who? Dr. Eggman. I mean, I know this I mean, is a who would win show. I mean, is that is that his goal? He's going to try to just completely take me out? Prob- I mean, if you – so he considers anyone who stands up to his, his plans for world domination his enemy. That's why Sonic is his number one enemy. Okay. So if you want to stop him from what he's doing, you're his enemy. If you're, like, indifferent, he doesn't care about you. Okay. So in in Sonic 2, he's trying to obtain the seven Chaos Emeralds to create, I kid you not, this is what it's called, a death egg. A death egg? Yeah, do you know is what it, it is? Is it like a nuke? No. Like a nuke egg no, that you just drop? Steve, it's a um, a giant 
like uh, interplanetary battle station in the shape of an egg. So it's a Death Star. It's like the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So um, he almost finishes completion, and then he gets you know. Was, was there like a egg. was there like a small like thermal exhaust port where if I, you put like a an egg in it, it clogged it? And I, I actually don't know how Sonic destroyed it, but in that game, he's able to like take it out and make it crash. And then I kid you not, in another Sonic game, he's trying to rebuild and relaunch the Death Egg. Oh my god! <laughs> so he's basically doing a Return of the Jedi. Yes, he's trying totally to bring it back. Pull the Return of the Jedi. Oh my god! And they have to stop him again. <laughs> and I think there's actually a third so time. This time. So oh god, now you got Star Killer Base. Three times he tries to build the Death Egg. <sighs> Hopefully he doesn't try to create like a ship that has the power of a Death Egg because <laughs> then you're just going Rise of Skywalker there. And that, it's just they ridiculous. might make that in, the, in a later Sonic game. That might be in the movie. That might be in the movie. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, it would surprise me based off of the trailer, but <laughs> anything is possible. Yeah. Um, so that was that was world domination. He's going to use the Death Egg to either take over the world by threat or destroy the world. Sometimes he just destroys the world. In one in one Sonic game, he destroyed Earth to unleash a, a a a powerful being named Dark Gaia, and then he absorbed that energy. It was it's insane. Oh my the Sonic God. games make no sense. Oh man, so so he, so he's going to have so if he has this. This laser, he shoots it at Earth. Earth's gone. Yeah, and he seems to have no qualms about destroying Earth. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he seems like I mean, he's willing to go the whole galaxy, the whole universe. So yeah, I guess so, he blows up one, he just goes to another planet. So here's where he gets into universe takeover levels in the game Sonic Colors, which uh, I believe mixed reaction among Sonic fans. Okay. Uh, some people hate it. Some people are like, it's fine. Uh, in Sonic Colors, he claims he's seeking forgiveness for his past wrongs, and he creates a... Um, a theme park in Earth's orbit, like like a giant space theme park. Okay. Uh, it turns out <laughs> his goals aren't so nice. He's actually, and I just wrote, I'm just going to read. This is what he was doing. He was harvest, harvesting alien wisp energy, which must be some type of beings in this game, to create a mind control cannon to take over the universe. Oh, my God. So <laughs> he was building a mind control cannon. Oh, God. Yep. This, this is what you're, you're up against. This is, what I'm this up is crazy. All right. All right. So, 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 if he, if he, if he has his, what was the Death Star called again? <laughs> the Death Egg. The Death Egg. Yeah, I should remember that. So when he shoots a laser from the Death Egg, to, egg shaped to Earth, does 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 it destroy the whole planet, so, or does it have like, remember like in Rogue One, where how they can like lower the Death Star's mm-hmm. power just to kind of like hurt the planet yeah, a little yeah. bit, you know? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I, I'm I'm not even positive it had like a planet destroying weapon on it. Okay, because I think it, it might have just been rolling through fear. It might have had weapons that could like, like more like smaller level. Okay, but I, I don't really know the goal of the Death Egg, and he never really got to use it fully. Okay, all right. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go against the Death Egg first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm just gonna say that the Death Egg, because we don't know if it has planet destroying abilities. Uh-huh. So I'm going to say he could definitely target a location and definitely cause some damage. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain. About okay. That. So Schmertz is going to use the copy and pasteinator. The copy and pasteinator is a machine where he can make duplicates of himself. So first thing, he starts copying himself. Now there's numerous Schmertz running around. So if you're trying to target the Schmertz, you're not going to know which Doofenshmirtz you're targeting because there are more than one running around. Do you want to guess the origin, though, of why he created the copy and pasteinator? Okay. Um, based on the comedic tone of the show, I'm going to say it's because he was having trouble um, doing two things at once. Um, what would What's a common thing in your everyday life that you have to do... Uh, Maybe like make his bed and make breakfast. Oh, you're you're so close. It is because he doesn't want to. He wants to do two things at once. He doesn't want to stand in line for things. So that's why he creates the copy and pasteinator. So that way, copies of him can stand in line and wait for but his do the, place. Do the copies think they're him, or do they know I, they're I, be, a copy? I, I believe. So I've never seen this episode of the show. I'm not going to BS my way through it, but I'm going to assume that they do know that they're copies. So then they would just argue over who has to wait in line still. It doesn't solve his original problem. Well, correct. It solves it for one of them. That's true. But I'm using it not to stand in line. I'm staying and I'm giving them basically freedom now that they're, that they're rooming around, uh, to, to go and, and, and be what they need to do. So you're getting ready to target. Okay. There's, let's say there's 50 doofenshmirtz now 
moving in an area so you don't know where to target, where to launch the Death Egg's laser. So now I'm going to go to another invention that he created called the Drillinator, which was a drill that he created so that way he could dig to China and build a toll road so that way he could become rich. So he gets in the Drillinator. He drills down, goes all the way to China. Now your your Death Egg is on the other side of the earth where Doofenshmirtz is now on the other side. So he's going to be okay. He's going to be wow, okay. It's now, like an escape. It's like an escape. Correct. I thought you were going to say that like the laser fires would just go through the earth and miss. And no. I was like, that is an insane plan. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Now. I mean, I also think it's kind of an insane plan to go through the center of the earth to escape. That's true. I mean, but also copy. <laughs> but he probably, probably has something that could do it. Yeah. So now, Dr. Doofenshmirtz, he does have a space laser innator. Oh. Which he could use possibly to target go against the death egg, knock out the death egg. But there is only one problem with the space laser innator, which I'm going to, I'm going to offer you a bread basket here. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to reach out with an olive branch. When he creates the space laser innator, there is a setback while he's designing it, while he's working on it, he accidentally ends up making a Sunday machine instead. <laughs> so I might offer you a Sunday and say, Hey, Dr. Eggman, Dr. Doofenshmirtz, we're both evil doctors here. We both have goals. You want to take over the universe. I just want to take over this tri-state area. <laughs> I will offer you this Sunday. Just let me rule California, Nevada, and Oregon. And we're cool. We're See, totally You told cool. me before this argument started that we, they weren't going to team up. I'm no, well, no, I'm not saying they're teaming up to take over the world. I'm just offering you a breadbasket so I don't get blown up by your okay. By I, your... I did read about the weapons of the Death Egg. Do you want to hear them? Oh God! All right, I'm terrified. Uh, the Death Egg has numerous weapon systems for outward and inward defenses. Uh, it's heavily fortified. Its hull is covered in laser turrets, and its insides are filled with weaponry and traps such as electrical currents, rocket launchers, and laser cannons. It's eyes because it has eyes. It has it has his face. Right. It can also fire lasers hot enough to activate dormant volcanoes. The most powerful weapon is called the Final Egg Blaster, and it's capable of destroying entire clusters of stars. So it's the Death Star. It, see, it's let me show you a picture of what it looks like. I have a vision in my head. All right. And I hope it lives up to that. That is not what I thought. Oh, really? That. Disney should sue. It literally looks like the Death Disney, Star with, a ro- with, with a Dr. With, Eggman with his face in it. mustache, mouth, nose, and eyes. If Disney doesn't sue, <laughs> I might do it for them. Because they're, they're missing out. There's a gold mine right there. I mean, Sega's not worth as much as Disney, but, I mean, they're, they own everything, so. It's pretty crazy. When you Also, when you were talking about your drill, I thought you were going to say you were trying to, like, you were going to try to drill into it. And I was going to be like. No, because it's made of vacuum hardened plasma steel. No, yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't. That's get a made that. up thing. No, it's. I, I, th- I, Chris, I think that's. I think that's pretty real. I think it was used to. I think it was actually used to create the Death Star. Oh, vacuum hardened to plasma steel. Yeah, really? I'm pretty sure. Huh. Yeah. All right. So, so you're 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 leaving me with some tough choices here. So it doesn't sound like you're taking my bread basket. Oh, I actually. So Robotnik for like how crazy his world domination plans are. He can at times kind of be a softy, you know. Like, I mean that that would work out to he's, my advantage. He's a, he's a, he has humanity, so you might be able to appeal to that with your with your Sundays. But then I ha- I'd have to get in writing that you're just going to give me the three the tri state area and you're just gonna you're just gonna leave me alone. Now I could uh, use the the gigantic the gigantinator, uh, which he uses to uh, try to summon an alien army. So oh, okay. I could use that as a reason to say, yo, listen, guys, this guy is going to take over your home world if we don't, you know, fight against him. Now, the problem is, will this alien army be able to fight in space? Do they have <laughs> spaceships? Are they only uh, able to stay on Earth or in, on a planetary area? There's a lot going on there. But I do I do have a uh, break glass in case of emergency situation. Oh, what's that? So this is, this is my last case scenario. So we're going to say, we're going to say that you and I, we made the deal that I'm, I'm controlling the tri-state area and Doofenshmirtz controls the whole world, but, or not Doofenshmirtz, I apologize. Eggman is controlling the whole world until one day you're like, you know what? This, this guy, this little stupid German-like guy is 
just controlling this small area. And he's like, you know what? I want that. Why, why should I have the entire universe and not this small area? So you're going to, you're going to say, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm coming to take it. I'm, I'm repoing the tri-state area from you. And that's where I'm going to have to go to the other dimensioninator. Oh boy. All right. Let's hear about this. The other dimensioninator is a device that can basically get people from other dimensions. And you can bring them in to help you out with whatever problem you might be having. Now, this is from the Phineas and Ferb movie called Across the Second Dimension. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring Sonic in through another dimension. What, okay. Why do you have to get him from another dimension? Can you just get the one that's in this current dimension? Well, I, so, this is, so this is the tough part. Are, 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 we, are we in the same universe? Are we not in the same universe? So this, this ironically, is... Dr. Eggman has experience with parallel dimensions. That's perfect. And he usually makes it work out for himself. I, would, I, I don't know. I didn't write one down off the top of my head. Okay. But if, if you can like talk for like another minute about your plan, I could probably whip it out. All right. Be careful whatever you're... you're... <laughs> I, I regretted that word choice immediately. <laughs> All right, so so Sonic, I'm gonna I'm gonna call Sonic using the second dimensioninator, and Sonic's gonna come in, and Sonic is gonna be confused. He's gonna have no idea what's going on. He's gonna be like, "Yo, what what, what what's happened? Who are you? This this evil this evil scientist?" Now he's gonna look at me at first, and he's gonna think that I'm a pharmacist because of the way I'm dressing with my white with my white jacket which does happen in the show. In the show he gets mistaken for a pharmacist a lot of the time. So Sonic is going to think I'm a pharmacist. I'm going to say to Sonic, "No, I'm not a pharmacist. I am an evil doctor. I do have my own agenda. However, I just want to rule this small area. This guy, Dr. Robotnik, Mr. Eggman, who's been causing you a lot of trouble, he's causing me a lot of trouble. And I think that we should team up and if you want say that i can only be in charge of the bi-state area you can have the third one for yourself if you want we can make it really really nice uh you can bring knuckles along you can bring all your friends what was the red sonic's name i always forget that one's name. what what are you talking about there's a red sonic that that's knuckles steve wait he's, he's which, an echidna wait which is the one that flies tails that's who i was thinking of remember how i said i played as knuckles yeah that game i never played as knuckles i played okay. as tails okay so I that was tails. that could have been sonic three two or three i don't know for sure yeah i completely screwed that up <laughs> that was, oh, <laughs> and you man. called knuckles red sonic <laughs> <laughs> is that how you named all your video game characters as a kid yeah <laughs> yeah green mario Did green, you ever play gr- as green, green mario, green mario. <laughs> uh oh there's another one Oh, and I was, I had the, uh, the, the Genesis Lion King game and I played as a uh, girl Simba. That was, that was a lot of fun. And, uh, I forget what else I had. I had a lot of them. So yeah. So I'd say, Hey, listen, red Sonic, blue Sonic, you know, orange, orange Fox, you know, get all your friends in here. And we, And and we need to do what we need to do to get this guy out of here because this guy is causing me some trouble and I'm, I'm and I'm not liking it here. So Sonic would never agree to work with a villain. By the way, you shouldn't. You should just try to trick him because he's easily tricked, but he's always good. Like he's pure. Right. He's pure good, but also naive. In hindsight, I should have just stuck with the pharmacist. <laughs> yeah, if you kept I should, that, I should have stuck with yeah. the pharmacist. <laughs> he probably. Would I have think done that would have worked out better. Want to hear? Want to hear Doctor Eggman's experience with time with travel other and other dimensions? Oh god. Yeah. So this is in a game called Sonic Generations. Also mixed to bad reviews among Sonic fans. Um, so this this is after Sonic Colors where he was defeated. By the way, Sonic Colors was the one where he was trying to build the mind control device in the space theme park. Uh, so th- that was Sonic Colors, you yeah. said? So the, there was a blue Sonic and a red Sonic in that one? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Okay. Um, so the follow-up, Sonic Generations. Uh, he's He is trapped in space, I think. Is that right? Uh, I don't know if he's trapped in space. I don't know if that was the one or if this is a different one. There's Whatever. There's a lot, Chris. I know. There's so many crazy ones. He comes across a being known as the Time Eater and then converts into a robot and then tries to use its time powers to reverse his past defeats. So I wasn't going to bring that up because that's just crazy weird time travel stuff. But since you brought up your parallel dimensioninator, I just wanted to throw that out there. That Dr. Robotnik... Also has traveled through time, but they actually had to defeat the time eater, so I don't know if he's still alive. 
Well, don't forget, he's not the one that's traveling through time. Sonic is the one that's traveling. Oh yeah, time. you're pulling in Sonic. I'm pulling in Sonic. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's enough to to scare. Is is was Do- when Doctor Robotnik sees Sonic? Is it basically like an elephant seeing a mouse? Does he just freak out, or or is he pretty much like, all right, no, let's let's he's like, let's try no, to- it's time for you to die, Sonic. Okay, that sounds like a classic villain. Mm-hmm. It is time for you to die. Yeah, I was when I was thinking of um my like intro phrase to use at this. I was trying to think of Robotnik had a catchphrase. And I couldn't think of one. So I looked up Dr. Eggman catchphrase. And what what did I find? Do you remember what it was? Oh, my gosh. It was something ridiculous. It was. Um, it was from... I'll just grab it up again. Oh, I hate that hedgehog. There you go. It was apparently his catchphrase. I don't remember him saying that, but... Hopefully Jim Carrey adds a little oomph and gravitas to the role. I, I think he could. Yeah. I, I like Jim Carrey a lot. I think he looks pretty good in it. I honestly do too. I think people should give it a chance, but it's probably going to be bad. We'll see. I'm calling it though. This is starting like all right. So does Sega? Sega's not owned by Nintendo, right? They correct. just have like a working relationship, I guess. Uh, or, correct. Yeah, they do like some crossover stuff, like right. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games and stuff. So, so I, I'm thinking that last year's Pokemon Pikachu movie was the start of the the NCU, which is the Nintendo Cinematic Universe, and I think that at the end of the Sonic movie, Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu is going to show up in the post-credit scene. And he's going to say, hey, we're putting a team together for an epic brawl. And their Wait, event... Did you, did you see this or did you come up with this? I'm coming up with this. Okay. Well, is this a thing? Yeah. Oh. The name I heard they call it is the Smash Brothers Initiative. Oh, really? There yeah. you go. That's perfect. So their team-up could be... I guess uh, a Super Smash Brothers brawl movie or something like that. That would be incredible. I think it'd be awesome. I honestly think that's too good for them to do. <laughs> they wouldn't do it. Nintendo is like notoriously like out of touch with what people want, or at least Western desires. <laughs> I will say though, the Pokemon movie thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I completely agree. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything? Last things we want to add for the battle purposes, or uh, or do you just want to go into some closing, some fun facts? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you wanted to say, like, I, w- I don't think Dr. Eggman goes right to Doomsday Device. Like, his his main, his kind of bread and butter is just sending waves of robots at you. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know if you had a counter for that. I mean, he has a, he can basically come up with anything. Yeah, uh, he can just he, make the, he can just, the, yeah. he, the so, reverse robotinator. So he had, he had some, uh, one was called, uh, I forget what it was called off the top of my head. It basically, like, turned, it made like your enemies want to dance. So it was like a ray gun basically. Uh-huh. And he could have, and it wasn't called like the dancinator. Like it wasn't that spot on, but so army robots, I shoot it at you. They all just like start dancing. Maybe they do Did the it ever robot. Did a robot in the, in the show? I, I, it was only on humans in the show okay. from what I uh, saw in my research. I wonder if he made it to work on robots as well. It seems like it'd it's be tough. a different, yeah. different mechanism. Yeah. You might need to adjust a little bit. Yeah, these are robots that used to be animals, so that might work in your favor. Now, something that would work in your favor is most of Doofenshmirtz's machines, he usually has a self-destruct button incorporated Classic. into it. Yeah. And that's usually how Perry the platypus uh, is able to sabotage the device. So... Dr. Eggman also puts self-destruct on that's his... Perfect. That's perfect. State devices. Sounds like a thermal exhaust port. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if, you know, robot gets close, turns off the machine, same thing, I get close to you, turn off the machine. I mean, Doofenshmirtz, he doesn't go around looking like he's a super evil villain, like kind of like I was talking about him looking like mm-hmm. a pharmacist. Whereas like if you see uh, Dr. Eggman, you can see that this guy has stature. He yeah, has, classic. he carries himself, mm-hmm. classic looking villain. If he laughs, evil laugh. Yeah, exactly. Now Dr. Doofenshmirtz, he can literally walk in and just kind of play off, oh, I'm a scientist just here doing some research kind of thing. Like he doesn't have the classic like big, evil, intimidating uh deep voice or however you may describe it, uh, stereotypes that come with a quote-unquote super evil villain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also wanted to say about Dr. Eggman, there's like some inconsistencies in his character because in in the one game that I don't have right in front of me where he, he, he basically shoots a laser and destroys the Earth to unleash the Dark Gaia, mm-hmm. uh, I can't find which one that... Oh, I just found it. That was in Sonic Unleashed. 
he powers he uses the cast emeralds to power a, gig- a gigantic laser cannon fires into the earth shatters it into pieces freeing the beast dark gaia whose energy he's power he's trying to absorb so in that he has no qualms about destroying the earth but in sonic adventures 2 he builds a another giant space station it's not the death egg in that i think it's called something else i forget it might be called arc if someone's yelling at the podcast right now i'm sorry if right. i can't remember yeah um and it starts like things go wrong and it has like a it has like a kind of self-destruct sequence that'll make it destroy the earth so then he teams up with sonic to help him stop it from destroying the earth okay so sometimes he's okay with destroying the earth sometimes not it's he has different levels of evil evil goals right yeah just wanted to point that out now when you're talking about gaia yeah so gaia is like the like the earthly being yeah sure isn't that the same as captain planet uh yeah i think it's actually in a lot of fictional things okay yeah all right i apologize yeah i didn't know i was gonna say is there i think it means earth in latin or land or something like that yeah i I never i was gonna say terra i know terra is like earth or land yeah i was gonna say if there's like something similar to that say there's a captain planet sonic crossover (laughs) we never knew about that'd be pretty awesome that'd be pretty cool all right, I uh, want to get into some fun facts or yeah, I, I only have? have a couple fun facts for. Some. Yeah, I don't have a, cr- a crazy one either. Go, okay. go right ahead. All right, so uh, this is this is real life we're going to right now. So um, there's a I have no idea what this is. There's a a macro cyclic molecule discovered by Harvard University that inhibits um, a protein that is that is named. So in the past, I don't know when a team discovers a protein na- and they name it Sonic Hedgehog. That's its, like, name. So these researchers find a molecule that inhibits that protein, so they name it Robotnikinin, after Dr. Robotnik. They felt that uh, after Sonic Hedgehog was named after the video game character, they should adhere to the convention in naming the inhibiting compound after the character's arch enemy. Huh. That's yeah. pretty interesting. Kind of a weird one. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a band named Intercontinental Music Lab, which has a song about Dr. Robotnik. Uh, the, there's a metal band that wrote a song, uh, called Power Glove that wrote a song called So Sexy Robotnik. <laughs> uh, and that's it. Those are my facts. I think, uh, yeah, if, if he had a dance to that song, he would do the robot. <laughs> That'd be my guess. <laughs> I, um, I hope that Jim Carrey at least has fun with the role, Me which too. it looks like he will be having and with all the drama that surrounded this movie uh i just hope that it's like enjoyable i i actually honestly think i probably would like it yeah but i i like i sometimes enjoy like you know what could be considered an objectively bad movie yeah because if i if i it can be fun enjoy it yeah i i believe that it would no matter if it's good bad whatever I think that some praise should be given to the director and the production team and even the the film studio for listening to the audience's reaction to the trailer. I agree. And being like, we need to do this right. There are mixed opinions on that. Some people are like decrying like the age of people like movie studios, like listening to fan reactions. Like Like it's like fan service in a way. Yeah. Or so I don't know if they're trying to make the argument that it's like betraying like the original vision of the art but like i think in a case like sonic the hedgehog like we're not talking about like someone's artistic vision here correct it's literally like this iconic character from the past 20 years and you're adapting it into a movie and you show what it looks like and it looks nothing like that character yeah like what like like not even that doesn't even look like that character it looks terrifying yeah it was it wasn't good it was super creepy so I, I mean, I, I do see both sides, mm-hmm. but I'm not angry that they're changing it. I think that I'm that, not either. I, I, I think, think they that made that the was, right call. I think they made the right call too. I would not have liked looking at that character. No, <laughs> not at all. It would have been so scary. All right. So a couple quick uh, fun facts about uh, Mr. Doofenshmirtz. Uh, in the original story pitch, uh, his last name was supposed to be Metal Schmertz, which I think Doofenshmirtz. I mean, granted, that's what we know now, but it was supposed to be uh, Metal Schmertz. Uh, there's no reason as to why it was changed, uh, but it does sound a lot like the medical term called mittel schmerz, which means uh, menstrual pain. Uh, 
Okay. So maybe <laughs> they changed it because of that. I don't Doofus know. Doofenshmirtz sounds funnier. It does. So the literal translation of his name is home ruler, stupid pain. <laughs> because Heinz is like home. Doof is stupid and Schmertz means pain. So his name is home ruler, stupid pain. Doofenshmirtz. It's like a, like a ruler, mm-hmm. which is, that's what he wants to do. I mean, he is, he's not a 300 level IQ, like Robotnik. <laughs> I mean, he is pretty dumb. I mean, to make some of the things he makes though, he must be pretty smart. That's true too. I mean, unfortunately though, a lot of times when he makes it, it also doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Like when he tried to make a laser that turned into an ice cream machine. So, uh, and one, one last thing I'll put here. Uh, so he has a famous catchphrase in the show, which is curse you, Perry the platypus, since he always, you know, uh, foils his plan. Uh, some people say that this is a reference to Zerg from Toy Story 2 because he says, curse you, Buzz Lightyear. Uh, but some people also say that this is really a uh, homage to the Peanuts comics where Snoopy's always battling the Red Baron and he is always defeated and he uh, says out, curse you, Red Baron. Hmm. So, I mean, who knows where the true intent is. It might be an homage. It might not be an homage. But uh, – Regardless, it's it's definitely become an iconic catchphrase with the curse you parry the platypus. Oh, one last thing I want to add, which I did not know until I started researching the show, that there's a spinoff show. Oh, of, yeah. I've never heard of that either. Yeah. it's I got to find out what it's called. It's, uh, it's While called, you're looking that up, I was going to say one other thing I thought of. Go. At one time, I don't know if it's still there. There was a Sonic movie on YouTube. Really? In its entirety. It's so bad. It's a really bad movie. Is it animated? Yes. But it's just so so crazy, huh? Do you remember and when I, it was from? Or? No, no. <laughs> I think I, I it's still on there. Uh, it might yeah, have a lot of I views wonder. after that trailer came out. People were like, "No, this is what we need." I think it was potentially like subtitled from a Japanese one, or maybe dubbed. I don't remember. Was it like it wasn't like cutscenes from a movie? It was just like a full movie. No, it was just a full animated Sonic movie. Hmm, that is interesting. I I saw it on one of like you know how I like bad movie podcasts and stuff like that. Yep. I, I think I heard about it from one of them. I got you. If we can find it, I'll see if I can put a link for yeah, it in the show notes. Cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. So there's a, another Disney Channel show called Milo Murphy's Law, which I did not know that the show existed. It's on Disney Channel, and it has two seasons. It is still currently running. It started in 2016. Oh, and the star of it, it's an animated show, is Al, Weird Al Yankovic. What? He, he voices the main character, Milo. Let me just double check. Yes, he, he um, voices that character. And Milo, Milo Murphy. Milo Murphy. Is he a lawyer? Uh, he uh, let's see. He has a reputation for having extreme misfortune and causing part of it to others, which is like Murphy's Law. I get. Thing. I get that. But if he's yeah. not a lawyer, I want to steal that kind of, steal that name from my <laughs> Pine Hill Mobile Court show. Oh, I like it. You should I'm name my main character Murphy Law. Murphy Law. <laughs> Murphy Law. Pine Hill Mobile Court. So anyway, so at the end of the first season. It turned uh, – I believe from what I've found out in my reading, Doofenshmirtz shows up and he's not a bad guy anymore. He's a good guy because his daughter Vanessa wanted to get into this organization which is called uh, – it's called like uh, Oka or something along those lines. It's like a good organization I believe. It's not called Love Muffin. It's not called Love Muffin, No. And so, in order, and she, I guess she can't get in it because, like, her dad has like mm, yeah. bad credentials, and his letters of recommendation are really, really awful. Mm-hmm. That he, uh, so then he gives that up, and he and he's in the show. And I don't know, I can't tell if it's had anybody else from the uh, from the other show. It doesn't, from what I can tell right now, I don't think so. But it is set in the same in the same universe as. Phineas and Ferb. Oh, Perry the Platypus is also in it, too. That's crazy. I yeah, can't he's believe I've never too. heard of that. Yeah. It's called OCA. It's called the Organization Without a Cool Acronym. O-W-C-A. Oh, that's funny because I was going to say, like, okay. the, that acronyms are, like, lazy. Yeah. When they're Love Muffin is the other one. Yeah, exactly. But it's also on purpose. So I, like I said, I've never heard of this before now. So they there's only been two seasons, and they're waiting on a third season renewal. It hasn't been canceled yet. Uh, but it sounds like a third season is going to happen, but it's going to be put on Disney Plus. It's not going to be put on Disney Channel. Oh, that, that might be good for it because, like, I feel like I would watch it on Disney Plus. I think Disney Channel or Disney Plus does have 
Phineas and Ferb on it. I haven't. Yeah, that'd be cool. I've never seen that. Well, I mean, I've seen Phineas and Ferb advertised. I've never seen uh, Murphy's Law, Milo Murphy's Law advertised. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. So, so Doofenshmirtz will continue to live on until. Is Phineas and Ferb not running anymore? I thought that's still going too. So that show is over. Oh, from what I understand, but they are making a movie that comes out this summer. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to put that on our guest the tomato meter contest. Remember when you asked me yesterday if there's any good movies coming out this summer? Yes. That maybe we'll throw that on the list because yeah. there's nothing else I can think of. It's not really. A, I feel like a big blockbuster summer. Yeah, like without Disney and Marvel having some. Oh, Black Widow is some big. Black Widow is like the only. Yeah, yeah. Big, like I can think of a time and Fast yeah. and Furious, but like there's not a Jurassic World, there's not a Spider Man, not a Star Sony, Wars, not a Star Wars. There's really nothing that's jumping out. In my and when's uh, Jungle Cruise, The Rocks one? I think Sometime that's later. In the fall, I think it's I think. later in the year. I think yeah. It's in the fall or in the winter time. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so thank you very much uh, for listening. Thank you to Joshua Hobbs for suggesting this yep. episode. Thanks for the suggestion. I hope you still listen to the podcast. Yeah, hopefully you're still <laughs> listening to the podcast. I apologize it took so long, but we, you know, we wanted to tie it in, make it uh, relevant to what's going on. Uh, so if you want to listen, um, make sure you uh, subscribe to our iTunes. You can follow us wherever you listen to iTunes. Leave us a review also, no matter what star it is. We love looking and seeing what everybody I mean, four thinks. four or five is nice. It, it is nice, but <laughs> we like to see what people think, and we appreciate those that have left uh, feedback. Chris, anything else before we head out? Uh, no. Uh, anyone going to see the Sonic movie, I hope you enjoy it. I hope it's great. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you think. I don't know if we'll have a chance to go out I, yeah, and see it. Yeah, I don't it. think I will this weekend, but I'd yeah. like to see it eventually. Yeah, I'd definitely watch it eventually. Let us know what you think. I actually really like Sonic. I'm a big Sonic fan. I like Sonic, too. Yeah. I haven't played any Sonic game in a long time. Yeah, but... I can tell. Red Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I wasn't paying attention when I was six either, and I was playing the game. You've had a lot of time then to learn about Sonic characters. I, I always thought that Knuckles was bad. Well, because when he appeared in Sonic and Knuckles, Dr. Eggman tricked him yeah, into thinking right. that Sonic was trying to steal the Master yeah, Emerald. Because yeah. in the game, whenever I was playing it, he would always like be standing there with his arms mm-hmm. folded and so his like, foot tapping. Yeah, and... in, throughout that game, he would come in to interfere yeah, with Sonic. Yeah, exactly. And then so that's by the I was end, always confused. Dr. Eggman betrayed him, stole the Master Emerald for himself. Yeah. So Knuckles had to work with Sonic. And I guess they were friends ever since. Red and blue coming together. <laughs> I love it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, please remember to subscribe, follow, and rate. And please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.